Now for the supplements. We're talking about vitamins and minerals as well as herbs. First up is iron, aka ferrous sulfate when taken orally, and iron dextran when taken IV or IM. Now it's given to treat anemia related to iron deficiency. It's basically the building blocks for RBCs, those red blood cells. So big patient education key points here. Any dark or black stools, guys, these are normal and to be expected, not a GI bleed. Probably the only case and scenario where it's to be expected. Now, it's taken on an empty stomach one hour before the medications. So, guys, iron blocks absorption of all meds. So, just think that the stomach is like a wrestling mat and iron is like Iron Man. It basically blocks and dominates everything. But here's the trick. Vitamin C actually helps with absorption. But, guys, not taken at the same time. So, Kaplan and Hesse says, which one is a medical error? Well, when calcium is given with ferrosulfate. Guys, the key term there is with, so blocks absorption. Another question was, ferrosulfate taken with orange juice and fruit juice to enhance absorption. So guys, yes, you can take it concurrently. And last one is ferrosulfate. Teaching is effective when the client states, I will eat more fresh fruit and whole grain bread. Yes, guys, good diet. Now, next up is B12, and the tongue twister here is cyanocobalamin. Now, the indication is anemia, but specifically pernicious anemia, where the body lacks intrinsic factors so it can't absorb the building blocks to make RBCs, specifically iron, folic acid, and B12. Now, speaking of folic acid, the indication is for anemia in general, so just basically a low blood cell count. So, folic acid, iron, and B12, again, guys, are required for RBC production. And it's also given to alcoholics who lack nutrients. And we also give it to patients on sulfa drugs. For example, sulfalazine. Guys, just remember the F in sulf is F for folic acid supplements. So, we supplement with one milligram per day. Lastly, pregnancy. It's very healthy for pregnant patients to be taking folate or folic acid. So the HESI asks, folic acid, it prevents neural tube defects basically taken before pregnancy. Now next, technically not a vitamin or mineral, but an electrolyte, basically a supplement. Guys, we cover potassium and magnesium extensively in the fluid electrolyte course, but here's some tidbits that ATI wants you to know. So potassium, guys, just think it pumps the muscles. And we get potassium, obviously, for low potassium below 3.5. Now, guys, K-wasting diuretics like loops and thiazides, basically eyed-ending diuretics like furosemide and hydrochlorothiazide, think that potassium is dried up. Now, guys, it's not for potassium-sparing diuretics. So spironolactone spares the K. And sartans, basically ARBs, like Losartan, spares the potassium. And ACE inhibitors like prills, like lisinopril. Just think P for more potassium. Guys, we don't give it to them. Now, the nursing considerations here, here's the key point. We slow the infusion rate if the infusion irritates the client or reports burning or discomfort. Now, do not stop the infusion for reports of irritation when K is critically low. A lot of students chose that as a distractor. 
Guys, there's no need to notify the HCP or the doctor. Just slow the infusion here. And continue to monitor hourly the redness, the pain, the swelling, the phlebitis, and basically any type of infiltration. Now, we cover this more extensively inside the electrolyte lectures, so go there if you want to see more. Now, a little side note about potassium. Think potassium pumps the heart. So the four rules of potassium revolve around protecting the heart with potassium. Number one, our first action is heart monitor placement. And secondly, guys, we never push potassium. This means sudden death. The heart will cramp up and not pump anymore. Third, we only do 10 to 20 mLs max per hour. Not 30 minutes, not even 45 minutes, guys, per hour, a full 60 minutes or more, usually around four hours. And lastly, we always put potassium on an IV pump. Never a solo drip, guys, it's too risky. And as always, slow the infusion pump if the arm starts burning, which is pretty common. Now to help you remember the ECG rhythms with high versus low potassium, our memory trick is very simple here. So just think high potassium, we have high pumps. So we get peak T waves and ST elevations for potassium over 5.0. And the exact opposite for low potassium below 3.5, just think low pumps. So we get flat T waves and ST depression and even this weird little U wave. Now for magnesium sulfate, guys, just think magnesium mellows the muscles. Given for wild muscles, guys, that are not mellow. So for example, preterm labor, we have wild contractions. Or anticonvulsants, guys, wild muscles. And even cardiac issues like, key term here, torsades de puentes. The HESI and ATI love this one. Guys, that's a wild heartbeat and it's very deadly. So we give mag to mellow out those muscles. So nursing consideration here, guys, big caution. Too much mag means too much mellow. Key term here is respiratory depression. That is the most deadly. We also get paralysis and weak muscles, basically meaning low DTRs, those low reflexes. And guys, the antidote here is calcium gluconate. So just think we need a glue down the muscles if they're getting way too mellow. Now guys, ATI and HESI have three common questions here. So HESI says magnesium sulfate, when to stop the infusion? Well guys, we're gonna stop it when respiratory rate gets too low, for example, less than 12, or when DTRs are non-existent. We're looking for too mellow guys, basically a dead patient, and possible findings in a newborn. So if the mom has gotten this magnesium sulfate preterm labor, we're looking for newborn hypotension, flaccid muscle tone, and even respiratory depression. Now, magnesium sulfate in another quiz bank, what is the indication? Guys, we replace it for low mag and treatment for torsades de puentes. If you don't know torsades and you didn't write that down, guys, that's a huge test tip right there. Now for herbal supplements, the biggest covered section on all the quiz banks is always the most deadly. And right here, the bleed risk is usually the most deadly. So guys, we never mix this with blood thinners like antiplatelets, like aspirin and clopidogrel. And we always discontinue before surgery. Big bleed risk there. So acronym is EGO. So guys, just think you have to Lego with the EGO before surgery. So E is for vitamin E. 
Then we have the three G's. Ginger, garlic, ginkgo balboa, which is a really big one. And also ginseng. So that little last one snuck right in. And guys, O is for omega-3s. Now, as far as joints, we use glucosamine, which improves joint function and osteoarthritis patients. But guys, we watch for hypoglycemia when taken with other anti-diabetic meds. Now, ATI touched on glucosamine as, key term, treatment for arthritic pain. Now, for all our herbal supplements, there's a lot of nice things to know, but we're going to focus on the need to know to pass the ATI, HESI, and as well as the NCLEX. So, H for heart, we use Hawthorne extract, which treats heart failure as well as hypertension. Now, skin guys, just think of the E for eczema or skin irritation. We use for E, evening prime rose. And a big one here, guys, prostate. We use sal palmetto. Now, the key point is it uses to treat BPH. So just think SP for sal palmetto treats SP, that swollen prostate. So BPH, that benign prostate hypertrophy. And guys, it's not used for hot flashes. It's a commonly chosen distractor. That would be our black cohosh used for menopause. And speaking of menopause, guys, hot flashes. Just think black cohosh for black co-hot flashes. The indication is for menopausal hot flashes. Now, for nursing care, guys, the key point here to know. Assess for interaction with clients on other meds. And priority is the drug-to-drug interaction. Guys, everything else comes second. Since herbs are usually discontinued during short hospital stays, we stop two to three weeks prior to surgery. Usually a common trend with all herbal supplements. Now next is for mental, depression, and insomnia. V is for valerian root, which sounds kind of like Valium. So just think, it treats anxiety by increasing GABA. And we think that GABA is our grandma. Very soothing, very calming. So, valerian calms you down like Valium. Now, next is St. John's wort, which affects serotonin. So, guys, caution here. Serotonin syndrome is a big risk. So, stay away from other antidepressants with St. John warts. Guys, the key point is, again here, do not mix. One, antidepressants. We're talking SSRIs, MAOIs, TCAs. Because, guys, we're going to fall into serotonin syndrome. And the big signs and symptoms for that are shivering and diarrhea, leading to severe muscle rigidity, fever, and seizures, and then ultimately death. Now, other side effects of St. John's wort that are nice to know, but not really needed to know, is that it decreases the INR with anticoagulants like warfarin with INR. And also digoxin, which it decreases the effectiveness. And hypertension crisis, so we just monitor the blood pressure regularly. Now some common chosen distractors here, which are nice to know, but not really needed to know. We have kava, which treats anxiety and insomnia. Big side effect is that it's liver toxic. And licorice root, which treats ulcers and infection. But a huge side effect is hypertension, but a big keyword here hypokalemia, that low potassium. So just think licorice lowers the potassium. This episode is brought to you by Trusted Health, the new way to travel nurse. 
If you're a nurse and you've been thinking about doing travel contracts, or if you're a nursing student, guys, I would definitely put this company in your back pocket. Remember them because the two main features that set them apart from other travel agencies is the fact that they actually have nurse advocates instead of pushy recruiters. If you guys don't know yet, or maybe you have experienced this before, most recruiters are like pushy car salesmen, trying to unload undesirable contracts for the highest bidder. Now, Trusted Health is different in that they actually employ bedside nurses who have left the bedside and are now nurse advocates that are there to advocate for you and basically get you your dream job. So, since there are no recruiters, Trusted Health is able to pass on the money directly to the nurses, typically paying higher than any other staffing company out there. Talk about a win-win. The second thing that sets them apart is that their website is upfront and open about pay. Simply go on their website and you can scroll through and look for assignments and find the right job that's right for you and immediately know what it pays and what the requirements are. So I kind of liken them to the helpful Honda people that are not pushy at all. They're basically there to advocate for you as a fellow nurse. And really the best part about the whole thing is that they actually help new grad nurses with a bunch of resources to help them deep dive into what's expected in the nursing career, as well as resume builder and simple tips and tricks to getting your first job. So guys, go check it out. It's at trustedhealth.com. And if you go to trustedhealth.com forward slash simple nursing, we've included a bunch of stuff for new grad resources there free of charge. All right, guys, I'll see you there. Trustedhealth.com forward slash simple nursing.